good Wednesday morning and welcome back to Noah's Window. If you've been with us the last few days, you know Mary Alice and I are exploring the names of God because God is so awesome that he revealed himself through many names so that we could see different aspects of his character. I think the name that we're going to look at today is going to speak very personally, very practically to all of us because God was answering the prayer of a very desperate woman who felt like she had come to the end of her rope. Uh, Marilyn, before we get into the name, would you like to talk a little bit about the situation in the story? Well, and if you're uh, doing book by book with us, you're reading the book of Genesis this month. And so this is found in Genesis chapter 16. And so this name comes up in a very unlikely situation, I think, because um, this woman was um, uh, an outcast. Mm -hmm. And she was, she had a legitimate complaint and um, through no fault of her own, she uh, ended up uh, being sent away. Um, and that person is Hagar. So if you've, if you've been reading the story in Genesis, you know that Abraham is married to Sarah and Sarah can't have any children and God has promised that they're gonna have children, um, a child anyway, and that, that their family is gonna, you know, he, God promised Abraham, you're gonna be the father of many nations and yet they can't have a child. And so. Um, uh, Sarah, like many of us, decided to help God out a little bit. And so she went to a practice that was very common in those days, which is very foreign to us, but it was very common in those days. She decided to kind of, it was like, I guess modern day they would call it surrogacy. So although biologically this wouldn't be her baby, but she had a, a, a handmaid and she uh, convinced Abraham to have a child through her and she was going to claim that child. So that's kind of the scenario here. But um, after she was, um, after the child was born, she was very contemptuous towards Sarah. I mean. Well, I think Sarah at this point is probably struggling with her own emotions yes. in this whole picture. And so now she's jealous because Hagar is able to do something that she, she can't, can't do. do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure as she saw Hagar in the stages of pregnancy and she sees Hagar with her newborn and and no doubt the natural bond that this newborn would have had with Hagar. Now Sarah realizes this was a horrible idea. Right. It shouldn't have been done and now she begins to see Hagar as the enemy. Well and Abraham bonded with Ishmael as well right, right. as Ishmael is his son and so she takes this out on Hagar and uh, sends her away and so as she sent away, and again, you have to realize where she is in the Middle East, she's sent out into the desert, and she's feeling very desperate and very, I can't even imagine all of her emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's in that, into that situation that we get this name of God. So if you look in Genesis 16, I hope you'll go read the whole story, but I wanted to just quote to you a little bit um, about, so Hagar has an exchange actually with God in Genesis 16, but in verse 13, it says, therefore, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. Yeah. And no doubt she felt uh, overlooked, forgotten. Yeah. And, and this is such a powerful name. I've thought about this all my years as a pastor and, and even before that, just reading the Bible. Hagar had to feel that she was invisible. Yes. I mean, because at one point she felt valuable to Sarah. She thought Sarah was her friend. Mm. And now all of a sudden Sarah turns on her and, you know, Abraham is caught in the middle of all this. Now he's kind of accepted Hagar as another wife. And 
uh, then Sarah says to Abraham, this is all your fault. <laughs> and, and Abraham, you know, it's interesting. We call him the father of faith, but we see that he has lapses of faith, which yes. I think encourages all the rest of us that we could still have faith even if we fail. But the thing that I'll, I've always, you know, it's just kind of like fingernails on a chalkboard at that moment. Abraham said, well, she belongs to you. Just do with her what you want to do. Well, now all of a sudden, Hagar's feeling like Sarah doesn't see her and Abraham doesn't see her and she's out all alone. And like you said, she has the ex exchange with God where God begins to give her promises. And I just love how she says, you are the God who sees me. Yeah. Which you used that example in the sermon over the weekend. That's right. Yeah. If you go back to the message from this last weekend, you know, I, I talked about why we should listen to the tower. Of course, it was a message for those of you who are not new speakers. We're having a series about flying, uh, which is really living by faith. And uh, the message was called the tower because we were talking about how that we should listen to God. And I talked about the question, why should we listen to God? And the third one is, he loves us, knows us, and sees us, mm. you know, more than anyone else. And I told a story at the beginning of the message about a pilot uh, who had had an aneurysm and someone who'd never flown a plane uh, flying the plane. And he was just about to land the plane when all of a sudden his screens went blank. And he said to the man who was coaching him to fly, I can't see anything. And the guy who was coaching him from the tower said, but I see you. Mm. And I feel like that's such a great modern-day illustration of what Hagar experienced. Yes, and I think it's very common today. People can feel alone and maybe feel like God doesn't see them. or Maybe nobody sees them, but God does see you, and God does hear your cry, and He will answer you. And I think, um, I think that's one of the reasons we have this recorded for us in Genesis 16. Don't you feel like there's a little bit of Hagar in all of us? Oh, yes. Because, I mean, I'd like to hear your take on this. I think when it's all said and done, we feel like, as, although we may have many people who love us, nobody really sees what's going on inside right. of us. Right. Yeah. The only one who can truly understand us is God. Mm -hmm. Because each of us is on a very unique journey, and the only one who truly sees our heart and sees our situation and sees our future is God. Yeah. I love this. Uh, it's just a great... Text, Miles. Would you remind us again which chapter to find this? Genesis in? 16. Yeah. So if you're if you're needing encouragement today, I know it's a very bizarre story, and yes. don't get tangled up in the details of it because, as Mary Alice said, it's a very different culture in those days. Mm -hmm. And Abraham and Sarah were just beginning to learn to walk by faith. They were still coming out of that Canaanite culture that they'd been in, and God was drawing them to a life of of faith and confidence. And they've had a lapse of faith here. Which I think is also powerful because you see God working in the middle of the mess. Yeah. And, well, and I love that. Well, you know, it goes to what the Bible says in Philippians, that the one who has begun a good work in us will mm. continue it, keep it going, until he's brought us into full Christ-likeness. Yes. yes. Well, Mary Alice, would you pray for us today? Yes, let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that you do see us. And I just pray that you would work in each of our lives today as, and guide us, Father, as you... Um, can have the perspective that we don't have, Father. And we just want to stop and acknowledge that and honor you and dedicate ourselves to follow you because we know you can see what we can't see. And we know that you see our situation. You see our hearts. You see our situation. And I just pray that you would uh, especially bless each and every person watching or listening today, that you would just guide us through this day, guide us in all these situations that can be so messy and Sometimes um, we've contributed to that mess, but thank you that you still love us and that you still see us.
and that you've promised to still be with us and guide us. We're going to be careful to give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary Alice. Thank you for joining us yes. this Wednesday. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow for a whole other name of God that we find in the Bible. Yes. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.